Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking, re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and beliefs in our culture and our Christian circles. Well, today more and more families have have two incomes, and yet there doesn't seem to be any great economic impact. In fact, we seem to be strapped and struggling even more than ever before. Uh, so, so how is this happening? Well, one of the main reasons is that there's there's actually a price to pay for having both uh, parents work, especially when we're talking about you know a husband and a wife who have children, uh, because there's so many hidden costs. There, there's there's extras involved when 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 one of uh, let's say the 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 mom in this case we'll we'll just use that as an example um, goes off to work well. Does she just get to pocket the entire income? Well, the answer is no. And you might be one of these couples that feels really financially confused because you're working really, really hard and you're actually making decent money, uh, but there isn't much to show for it. Well, you're not alone. And there have been several nationwide studies, and, and I've actually been researching this for, for the past 10 years, and, and it's just not changing. And the studies show that the breakdown of Two-income families with children, and and the two-income trap is is still alive and well. And, and let me be clear here: I, I'm not talking about um we're, we're, about judging the the value of of two people working, especially uh, when it relates to you know a mom working who has children. That that's not what we're talking about today. I'm talking about the the idea of evaluating making a, a, a financial evaluation for the added value of, of mom going back to work. And, and in fact, I, I have an incredible amount of respect for, for moms who, who are working full time. And part of that is because in most families, not only does mom go and work full times, but she still maintains really 100% of that stay at home work as well. We really haven't uh, done a good job of, you know, husband and wife actually kind of splitting those, those functions, I guess, down the middle when it comes to, to the home responsibility when mom does go off to work. And so essentially she has two full-time jobs. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And, and, you know, our, our, our moms are, are unbelievable. And I've been blessed to, to have a mother who, had a stay at home business and was very successful and worked very hard. And, and so I want to be very clear. We're, we're not talking about, about the idea that, uh, you know, if you have two incomes that somehow you're, you're in some kind of spiritual violation or, or that you're bad. That that's not, that's not the point here. The point is, is, is the two income model actually providing the financial benefit that you're trying to accomplish? One income, well, would be better if you had two incomes, right? A financial gain or financial peace. Is, and, and then is it then the A1 best model? Keep in mind that, that there's always, always exceptions to the rule. 
Uh, like I said, my mom had a very, very six-figure um, income with, with a stay-at-home business. But most uh, moms don't have that opportunity. And, and so l- l- let's admit that most jobs, just jobs, period, are just not that great. So it, it stands to reason that when you look at, at two-income families, that at least one of the incomes is probably going to be mediocre. I mean, you know, we were up here in Seattle and you have, you know, like, you know, two people working at Boeing or two people working at Microsoft. And, uh, and that can be quite nice. But, you know, most people don't have that, that great situation. Well, a few years ago, I ran into a book called Two Incomes and Still Broke. Two Incomes and Still Broke, written by Linda Kelly. And one of the greatest issues facing couples with children is, is that work balance family crunch. And there never seems to be enough time or energy or energy. And that's a, a big factor, having the, the strength and the, the energy to, to really work seven days a week to do everything well. And so most often women bear this, the, the brunt of this dilemma and they, they still handle the bulk of the child rearing and the house cleaning and the errand duties and the, stay, and the, and the home responsibilities while taking on a full-time job. And, and, and so in Linda Kelly's uh, book, she sees that it's, it's not really how much you make, but it's how much you keep. It's not how much you make, but how much you keep. What's the, the net gain? And so obviously economics are a compelling factor for, for many. And uh, what Ms. Kelly often uh, offered us in, in, in her book was, was after you know, the real after tax and after the job-related expenses and, and, and you know, other, other costs associated with going to work on a daily basis, the bottom line is that the second incomes usually net less than they seem. In fact, I remember right after reading this book that there was a, a, a huge article in the Los Angeles Times, and, and they outlined 10 families. And of these 10 families and all kinds of different jobs and uh, income levels, eight out of the 10 families actually either broke even or made less money. Eight out of the 10. Now, that just broke my heart from the standpoint of I couldn't imagine going off and, and, and going through the daily grind for nothing, right? And so, again, we're, we're not talking about a, a spiritual value. We're talking about something that, that just breaks my heart because I see so many people so tired, giving so much, and yet getting so little out of it. So from, from you know, one of the examples in, in, in Linda Kelly's book was, uh, was Sally. And Sally, you know, was making $30,000 in her job, but her job-related expenses were 28000 and so, you know, the breakdown looked like this. Well, because she had the job and she needed childcare, well, childcare was $650. And you know what? That's still true today. It is, it is crazy how much childcare is. I mean, it's really, really expensive. Uh, and then there's work clothes associated with that. And, and now you're out of the house. So, you know, you don't ever get to eat the leftovers. You have to make special lunches. You've got transportation costs, whether it's uh, your, your automobile, whether it's the train, whether it's the gas. There's also time savers. Now you don't have the time to do some of the things that you normally could have done on your own. And maybe that's house cleaning or dry cleaning or meal services. There's also the concept of, of rush shopping. There's no time for bargain hunting. There's no time for going to the store when there's a good deal. You, you shop when you can shop. 
Uh, there's no time for hunting or, or couponing. There's there's then the the rest and and the the kind of the personal rewards that you know after a, a long hard you know week of work it's you know okay I need some R and R and you know you're not really home and so you you do some extra things outside of the house that maybe normally you wouldn't do. Then your taxes actually go up, and this was the one that I found fascinating was. You know, good old Uncle Sam, you know, you go and you make more and what do they do? They take away more. Um, I've, I've discovered that even with our own income as my in- salary increased, I actually made way less money, uh, which was a real shocker when I thought I was doing well uh, going from a sales rep to an owner. And I actually made more money as the sales rep than I did the owner. It was very sad and discouraging, actually. Um there's, you know, sometimes there's job-related expenses like maybe dues or licensing or further education. And then there's things like, you know, you, you know, unfortunately now you have the fancy cell phones and you know what, you need that, you know, extra $50 a month package or you take more coffee breaks or you need some more weight loss products because now you're sedentary and you don't really have time to do any working out and you're just sitting at a desk all day, eating all day and stressing out and putting on weight. A lot more restaurateuring when, when you have two incomes because, you know, who wants to come home and cook and clean after, you know, uh, working all day long? And then there's just extra auto expenses as well. So at the end of the day, when, 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 when they really did the research on this, Sally, who thought she was making $30,000 a year extra, was actually only making $2,000 a year extra. And the question then becomes, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And so the value then does become in the, well, for $30,000 a year, yeah, it's worth it. But for $2,000, is it worth it? Um, Most people would probably say, no, for $2,000, it's not worth it. And that's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about and, you know, even sometime go back and, 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 and crunch some numbers. And then at that point, we then have to ask ourselves, well, what is the effect on my family? What is the effect, the, the, the net gain for, for $2,000? And what does my family actually gain? Because now we're, we're all out of the house. Well, so how does this work? Well, well, you need to evaluate, you know, you get the piece of paper out and you list the pros and cons of that second person income. And, you know, and again, for the moment, we'll just assume it, it, it's the mom. And, you know, have you, have you ever really just written it down and, and added all those extra costs that you have? I know at one time with, with my wife, we sat down and we, we evaluated this and then we put a dollar value to all the different things that she provided our family by being at home. And one of them was the, the balance between, you know, childcare and Christian education. And as a homeschool mom, I mean, as a homeschool mom, she was saving us $20,000 a year, 20,000 because we didn't have to pay a Christian school uh, tuition. Uh, you know, we weren't, we didn't have to spend a lot of money on dry cleaning and, and some extra things. And so it was an incredible savings for our family. And keep in mind, every family's different, right? And that's why you have to evaluate this. Well, one of the things then is, is that, you know, we know that, that this money and this time produces uh, a great deal of stress and pressure on the family. And what I've discovered in, in being a pastor and doing a lot of counseling is, there's a there's a lot of a lot of tired families out there, a lot of tired families, 
A lot of tired moms out there especially, and they're tired because they have two full-time working positions. And then the children are running around being raised by somebody else, and, and the family unit is in decline, and, and, and dad's off working and doing his thing. And before you know it, the house is, is just a rally point. It's just a rally point. And so I want us to think about that. Is the house a rallying point or is the house a home? So when we come back, we'll talk more about two incomes and still broke. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the Ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Well, today we're talking about two incomes and yet still broke or still stressed out or still just kind of chasing the tail. And so we... We took a look at a book called Two Incomes and Still Broke and just breaking down the, the, the actual value of somebody going to work and then the cost associated with that. And, and that's what we want to think about. But I also want us to think about, you know, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible speak about this? And obviously in Christian circles, you know, we have a, a lot of very strong opinions on this, this topic, right? A lot of good biblical, um, you know, verses that we can kind of cling to and, you know, one of them is, is the Deuteronomy 6 concept that, hey, when you have children, that we're supposed to, to raise our own children. And, you know, we're supposed to, you know, as they walk with us and along our side and when we rise up and when we lay down. And yet we, you know, we have to admit that part of that is, is in a completely different society, right? I mean, if I'm a shepherd or if I'm a farmer, then, you know, my, my boys can be right beside me all day long at, at very young ages. And we're, we're in a very different time right now. And so we say, okay, well then, then mom's going to stay home and, and she's going to kind of do that. Uh, well, that doesn't work out for everybody, you know? And then, so we look at Christian education, we say, okay, well, at least we're going to have the same Christian values. And, and so when, you know, we, we go to school, at least we, we still have that Deuteronomy six, uh, kind of, of base and baton that, that we're sharing together. But one of the passages that we, we all cling to is, you know, Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman. And, 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 and I love Proverbs 31. Don't get me wrong, but here's my problem with Proverbs 31. I hope that, that women don't think that this is the biblical mandate for every woman. Cause, cause this woman is, is an absolute superstar, right? I mean, she does everything. Um, you know, it's that old commercial, you know, she brings home the bacon and fries it up in a pan. You know, I mean, she molds the pan, you know, she cuts the bacon, she hunts the pig. I mean, the Proverbs 31 woman is phenomenal. Okay. So, so what is the principle that we learn behind the Proverbs 31 woman? Well, one of the principles that we see is that there, there's not a, a mandate against her earning another income or working. She, she had actually what looks like a couple different, you know, jobs and, or investments and, 
And so I, I want us to think more in terms of, okay, well, what's the strategy, right? She, she, she had a, a, a earning income strategy. Now she was still a stay at home mom. She was still a homemaker that actually had, you know, other money making opportunities. And there's tons of those kinds of opportunities. Now, in fact, the, you know, the producer here was just uh, telling me that his wife, you know, teaches piano at home. It's a great idea. You know, she doesn't even have to leave home, you know, and people come to her and, uh, you know, and she blesses people with music. You know, I, I have, we have several friends who, you know, they cut hair out of their home. Uh, there's tons of different uh, opportunities for, for selling things, you know, from your own home. And just, I mean, literally there's so many, so many um, that, uh, you know, we don't even have time to talk about it all. And so I, I want us to understand that, you know, it is okay to work. And I'm not saying that you can't work and I'm not saying that it's unbiblical to work. What I'm saying is, can we think about this strategically to where if you're going to earn another income, are you actually earning another income or are you just running around in circles? And so I fear, and a lot of studies show and support this, that many times we're, we're, we're just burying ourselves in the ground with, with extra work. And so in the Proverbs 31, she has an opportunity to earn extra money for her family as extra income. Um, and yet she is the pillar. She is the foundation for her home. And her income is a true and genuine second income source. And so I really feel that in, in most cases, and, and, and this is my opinion, and, but in most cases, we really borderline on, on, on abusing you know, our, our, our wives and our women in that when we ask them to go work full-time jobs and come home and be the mom and be the 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 homemaker and and let's face it the guys just aren't as good at you know cleaning and they just don't take that pride in most cases or cooking or and and, and so mom just keeps doing it. it it's it's an exhausting thing to even think about and when i do counseling and i see the the faces of 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 of, of the 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 wife and really what i see more often than anything is tired She's exhausted, you know, so you work five days a week and then you do all the house stuff and all the errands and all the chores because you don't have time to do those during the week and you do that on Saturday and then you have the the blessing of going to church on Sunday and you get to wake up at five or six o'clock on Sunday to get everybody ready, right? Where's the day of rest? Where's the Sabbath and that? And so mom just keeps doing this week after week, year after year, and then we wonder why, you know, we're, we're struggling in our marriage. And this goes both ways, but, but again, and for argument's sake, we're, we're just using the mom as this example. Well, 20 years ago, I, I made the most important decision of my marriage. And I was one year into it, and we didn't have any children at the time. And, and I realized all the, de- I mean, I, I just, forgive me, mom. I just didn't realize how amazing you were and all the things you did when I was growing up. But I saw that in my wife, and I realized, wow, I really, I expect her to do those things. And if I was going to expect her to, to wash the windows, cause I didn't want to wash the windows. And if I was going to expect her to do all the, the, the cooking and, and then even do the dishes. And I learned right away, well, I better pitch in on the dishes part, right? That, you know, maybe I should reevaluate our, our family structure before we even have children. We, we actually, you know, brought my wife home 
before we we had um, our our children and really started establishing our our financial base based on one income, mine, because that's all that there was. And it really served us well because, you know, we we had to rely on me. We had to rely on my income because we didn't have any money uh, coming out from the other the other side. The other thing that was really good was, you know, my wife had to learn how to budget and had to learn how to, you know, not frivolously spend because we didn't have any extra. You know, she didn't have another job where it's like, oh, it, it doesn't matter. We can... We, we can, you know, just eat out tonight. We can go to the movies. We, I can buy this gift. I can go shopping here or there. She really learned a pattern of, of frugality, uh, which was hard for her because, you know, she didn't grow up that way. And so we were both learning at the same time and, and just establishing our family. And then once children came along, well, she, you know, nothing skipped a beat and, and, and she was right there. But let me say this. It was always, always difficult, always difficult. There is always things that we couldn't do. You know, we, we never had a new car. We, you know, didn't go out for dinners. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't have extras. Um, you know, we needed a little help with our first home. Uh, we actually moved from California to Washington, honestly, because that was the, the best way we could see to maintain our, our single income family and, and yet still try to, you know, afford and be able to, to buy a home. And, and, and so, you know, my wife you know, at the end of the day has literally saved us thousands of dollars. There, there's no job she could have had because she wasn't a doctor or a lawyer that could have saved the amount of money that my wife has saved us. And this is real, real dollars, by the way. And then she also had tons of opportunities, several opportunities where she's been able to be a stay-at-home mom and had part-time work. And you know, like one of the things she, she was able to learn was calligraphy and she does invitations, you know, that kind of a thing. She has just gotten recently into to uh, nannying because, you know, her children are out of the house and now she's alone and and she, you know, is, is involved in that. And it's still at the home and she gets to do what she loves. You know, right now she's having, you know, just a time of her life teaching, you know, one of our neighbors, you know, how to read. And that's, you know, and she's teaching them about the Lord. And so she's just in, in hog heaven with that. And so the part-time opportunities really, really suit her well. Now, keep in mind, we're, we're still talking about two incomes, and, and right? And so what we've done is we've traded the, the money value of work that, let's say, we could have gone on vacation, we could have had new cars. And what we did with that was we exchanged it for, instead of one week of vacation, we have 52 weeks of of home. And honestly, I really feel as though I go home every day. And once I walk through that door from a long, hard day, it's I'm on vacation. And it's because my wife has worked hard all day long, you know, in the home and doing all the home things. I've worked hard outside of the home all day long. And when we meet up together and the family comes back and we have that meal, we have time to sit down at the dinner table and eat that meal together. We have time to, to just enjoy each other's company. And, and I have tons of at-home work that I do. Um, don't get me wrong. But now my wife is available for me, for the, for the kids. And, and now instead of just being a, a meeting point or, or a rally place, home becomes a sanctuary for all of us. And, and my wife's been able to really create that. And I wouldn't change one week of vacation for the 52 
you know, 365 days that, that I have for anything. There, there's no money. There's, there's no meal that we've ever gone out to eat that's been better than just having a good meal of meatloaf and potatoes with, with my children at the table. It's been the best decision that, that we literally ever made. And so as a, again, as a pastor, you know, I've counseled several families that struggle to, to maintain family stability. And, 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 and I believe that part of this is because the, the, the two income misbelief that we're actually really providing an, an added financial value and an added value then to the family really doesn't exist. And so please weigh the pros and cons. Sit down and think through them because it's different for every family. And maybe for your family, you, you've hit a stride and, and two incomes is a great thing. But quite often it just, you know, all you've done is bought a bigger house and have a bigger mortgage. Uh, you know, I just had a friend who they, they just went down. They, they reduced their house size and went down so that his wife could, could be a stay-at-home mom. And they have totally not regretted that decision and, and, and their marriage has been strengthened and, and the wife has now just been refreshed and rejuvenated. And so before you get started on, on your family model, sit down and think about these things. Or if you're already in the, 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 you know, the full impact of life, it's never too late to sit down and reevaluate. It's never too late. So think again about your two incomes and still being broke. You've been listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.